Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Tumor and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm so excited today. We have a connect of a connect. My favorites, as you know, we are welcoming Shanna Koenig Camuso, founder of Gather Nuts, to the TNT mic. We talk about Shanna's background, how her heart space led her to certain personal choices early on in life, and now led her to her entrepreneurial journey. So we talk about the ups and downs of starting a business, the details you gotta know, how health and lifestyle and mindset all connect, and how sometimes you just gotta let go, surrender, and take hold of your mindset so the universe can lay the path out for you. This is an amazing conversation. If you're starting a biz, if you wanna start a business, or if you're just out there questioning a better way, this is Check out Gather Nuts. They're literally the best nuts I've ever had in my life, and they're so good for you. So enjoy them. Shanna, I appreciate you. Thank you for the time and energy. Let's wrap soon. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, where we have all the videos coming at you. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am so excited today. If you listen to Turmeric and Tequila, you know Connects of Connects are my favorite conversations. And that's what we have today. Shout out to the Kim Hicks, uh, bright light, bright soul in this world, connected us to Shanna Koenig Camuso. I think I said her name correctly. We're out here. Um, you know, we're imperfect. You're just saying I'm, I'm professional, intentional, and yet still human. So we're doing the best we can. But Shanna is the founder of Gather Nuts. She has an incredible background. She is deeply uh, mission-driven, business and personal. We're going to unpack it all. Shanna, without further ado, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Thank you so much. And I love... Um, I love, I love listening to your podcast, but I love the name of it the most. Well, thank it's you. Very fitting. I knew about you guys through Kim and I, I ordered some product over Christmas. It's amazing. And then she was talking about turmeric and I'll, I won't give away all the details, but I'm like, we got to just get on this. And this is an incredible story. And if you're a friend of Kim's, you're a friend of mine. So we got to unpack it, but why don't we start Surely with this? She was talking about the tequila as well, right? Of course. Well, Kim. we probably started talking yeah. about over tequila um, and you know, all good decisions lead to other good decisions. So that's how this happened. <laughs> well, Kim and I are good Texas girls. So, I mean, we're, you know, there's gotta be a little <laughs> totally. bit of involved that's what we keep right yeah yeah we keep it pr and some things off social media (laughs) but so tell us i mean your background as i was digging through i'm like this is amazing of course she's perfect for turmeric and tequila but i love all my guests to tell their story from them versus me just like reading a 20 minute bio but tell us a little bit about um your background and kind of how you got to to right here Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, from way back when I've always been really interested in um, nutrition and health and always have tried to eat really well. And, um, and, you know, I moved to Colorado from Texas, I think when I was like 27. So definitely got into like athletics and being, you know, outside and mountain biking and snowboarding, even though I suck at snowboarding. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, just really getting into to the health of it and, and, and being in the outdoors. 
stores. Um, and, and along that way, always, um, always, you know, eating healthy and, and reading up on, on the latest nutrition facts and stuff like that. And in fact, when, um, when we got ready to move to Oregon and I had to quit my job, I was working for, um, a local organization. There was actually a, a group of, um, a group of, I'm forgetting exactly what they were called anyway, but they worked for the headwaters, the Colorado river headwaters. And so when I was leaving that organization, they actually got a bunch of green juices and passed them all around. And that was my goodbye. It's like, oh, we're all going to celebrate with green juice because that's what they knew me as when I, I worked with it. them. I always had green juice. So, um, and then um, the reason why I ended up having to leave that organization was that my father got really sick and passed away. And that was probably the turning point in, um, in my life, really. Um, I was really close to my dad and he died very suddenly um, and I was with him the entire time. It was over a six weeks period. And so it was a pretty traumatic experience for me and then just the devastation of, of losing my dad. And then, you know, some, about a year in therapy and learning how to, as my therapist told me, learning how to be an adult yeah. um, without your father. Right. And so, um, so through that process, I decided to go to nutrition school, just more so to kind of like, almost as a soothing thing, like I'd always been interested in nutrition. And so I wanted to go to a nutrition school and I had this like gap in my life that I was trying to fill. And so I went to nutrition school and then my husband and I shortly after um, decided that we wanted to move to Oregon. We had been thinking about it before and we moved out to Oregon. We're here in Bend, Oregon. And I finished up nutrition school and my husband actually got um, a job offer in Denver. And so we ended up moving back to Colorado. And because I had this history of working in politics and I had gotten a degree in nutrition, I ended up working with another organization. And but I was doing like politics for nutrition. And I was like, wait a minute, how am I back in politics? I love <laughs> so it. I did that for about a year. And then we decided like we really do want to be in Oregon and move back to Oregon. Um, and when I came back to Oregon, I actually moved my mom out here as well and so I kind of had a couple of years there of really taking care of my of my parents of my dad and in his estate and then dealing with my mom she got ill as well and so I brought her out here and when um my mom passed away that was kind of when there was like an opening in my life to do like well what are you going to do now and um and I had a couple of girlfriends who were really pushing me who had they would come to bend and stay with us and I would break out these nuts that I learned how to make in nutrition school. And, and they would just be like, oh my God, what are these? These are so, I'm not gonna, can I cuss on your show? I oh my, you, you I mean, see I the title, right? Yeah, free free speech here all the days. <laughs> Because I'm I'm known to drop smef bombs, as Ken probably told you. Um, so well, you did you not to know your story, but you did just said you 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 broke out the nuts, and I was like, oh, there's a middle school joke in there, but we'll keep it, we'll let her go. But oh, I, oh there's we're so here many nuts. Yeah. If only I I'm sure you, right? you get them all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, they just encouraged me to do it. And then I had one girlfriend here in Bend who were, lived right next door to me. And she was like, I am just going to make you a website. And this is what you're going to do. And so it was really just, you know, kind of a group of friends who, who had tasted them and loved them and wanted more of them. 
And, and I was like, well, all right. And so I ended up turning, I wish I, I should have taken more pictures of our kitchen and dining room at that point in time. I mean, there were just like nuts everywhere, all over the table, like constantly playing with different nuts and different flavors and going through that whole testing process. And then in that summer, so I, I started at the end of um, 2019. And then that next summer, I made the decision to go out to a plant-based food conference in New York and just kind of get some validation for my product. And they had, um, you know, kind of lower price startup boost there. And that's kind of really where it took off. I mean, people freaked out about it. And, and now that I think about it, I'm like, oh gosh, I, I'm not sure I had like all of my stuff together to even be there as far as like my banner. What did, did my banner look awful? did you know I I just like threw it together my friend who I mentioned Amy who lived next door and started my website she was a co-founder with me for that short time frame and it was during that time frame that we were um out in New York City and just had an amazing time together and um and and yeah gave validation for my product the the founder of that um show actually his his grandfather freaked out over our nuts and then he's like bringing the whole entire family over this is the best food this is the best food and you know you're you're in a, a place where you know these are like the best of the best of plant-based foods all of the brands are there and then you have you know people freaking out over my little my little business so yeah that's kind of how how it took off that I, you, you put that together really well. Cause I know the startup, like how you people are like elevator pitch, how do you start this? And I'm like, Oh my God, how do I cut out like all these dramatic details of like trial and error and success and whatever. So you put that together very eloquently. Um, <laughs> I think we, we got no pun intended, a great taste of the journey thus far, but I think it's so fascinating for, I have to give you a nod, not only like being a startup, starting something new, starting something quote unquote later in life. I, when people tell me that I'm like, I guess that's the truth, but whatever. Uh, cause all things are on time. I I'm out here for the kids and I want to like help streamline some of their process, but I'm also like, I wouldn't have listened to 18. So if anyone's young and listening to this, I appreciate one out of however many millions. Um, but you know, things happen on time, but you entered not only an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey's hard, but into the consumer package good space. It's really, 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 really competitive. And I don't, when did this journey start? What was like the year? I mean, I would say so. So, twenty nineteen okay. was the beginning of it. Am I saying that wrong? Yeah, I'm saying that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, we, I mean, I would say actually, when we, when I, I consider us really taking off, that um, twenty twenty okay. uh, really actually taking off. Well, so, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the, the the reason I ask is because also clean eating and the mindfulness around what you eat, how you eat it, how it's prepared, that conversation, if you're in the business, like we've been talking about it for a minute, but even then, like I'm in health and wellness and I say human optimization, you know, for five, 10 years, longtime athlete, we're, I'm still new to some of these conversations, but for the marketplace to be ready for a product like this, I think you were right on time. Like uh, 2018, 19, 20, like people are starting to spend a little more money for quality stuff, but now it's like all the rage. 
Yeah. And I mean, that was just happenstance, right? Right, that, right. That we just happened to nail the timing of it. And yeah, I mean, the plant-based food industry is growing like crazy. Um, we don't necessarily market our products solely as plant-based foods because we want to incorporate everybody, you know, whether they are a meat eater or not a meat eater, or if they're plant curious or whatever, like we want to bring everybody to the table and we want to support everybody's health. But um, I've been vegan since I think I was 20, well, I became vegan when I was super young, uh, or I became, um, sorry, plant-based when I was super young and then became vegan when I was in 37, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Can yeah, you tell so us a little I've bit been, about that? Um, yeah, well, so yes, this is actually a good story to tell. So I grew up, as you know, we're in Texas, um, not with Kim, I met her later in life, but, um, but I grew up in Texas and I grew up in, in a ranching family. My family didn't ranch, but my mom's relatives ranched. And there was like, she had, you know, her mom had like 12 kids, like it's this huge ranching family. <laughs> and I, you know, from a very, very young age, I had a hard time. We also had dogs. Uh, you know, growing up my whole life. And, and at, at a very young age, I realized like, I didn't like what I was seeing as far as the harming the animals, like the calf roping, the goat roping and mm -hmm. all of that. And it really just, as a young kid, I would be like, oh, I can't watch it. And my parents would always be like, oh, they're fine. They're not getting hurt at all. And, but to me, I, I just, I kind of knew that they were. And, and as I got older and kind of, you know, learned more about food um, and then I was working in a, in a really nice restaurant in um, Dallas. And, and there was just one guy who explained to me the veal process. And I was like, what? Yeah. My parents lied to me yeah. <laughs> my whole life. But Santa's um, real, don't just, worry. <laughs> uh, Santa's totally real. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but I just had that moment of like, oh my gosh, what I had been feeling was true for me my whole life. It was there from the very beginning and I cannot handle animals being harmed. That's all there is to it. Like I, I just, I can't, I can't handle it. And it feels, you know, I, I always give people the space to be who they are, but it feels, you, you know, that piece of it is, is hard for me, you know, people having to harm animals in order to raise food. Well, um, so, have you, oh no, keep going. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I was just gonna say, have you heard of blue zones? The blue zone diet where they talk about um, centurions, people that live to be hundred and they studied like the seven or eight places around the world and they're all primary, the common denominator is plant-based situations. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. I, I think the blue zones is brilliant. I wanna live in all of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I, I mean, for the, I might want to visit and some of it, they might be like, who's this girl with her tequila situation. But, uh, yes, I would love to experience it. I'm with you there. Yeah. Isn't there a blue zone down in Mexico though? I think somewhere South America. So you could uh, go there. Well, they highlight, um, they study La Loma, California, which I thought was an outlier because perhaps my own stereotypes, in my own mind. Uh, but I love to see that I was impressed that America had any representation whatsoever, to be honest, I but yeah, we're not as far away as a situation as we think. Yeah, and interesting, my dad, um, that was the last hospital that he went to was Loma Linda. So I did spend, um, he must have been there for like three weeks. And so I did spend, I remember going to a grocery store there and I was like, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, how is there this amazing grocery store with all this amazing food? I And I just, I had no idea at that point, I wasn't really familiar with the blue zones. And, um, and, and it is, that is true. Like what is going on there? And then at Loma Linda, it was all um, plant-based foods. 
So that's all they serve in their cafeteria. I wouldn't say it's all good. That's, that's um, amazing but, though. Yeah, but but it's all it's all vegetarian, I should say. Okay. Um, so that was good too when I was there, you know, taking care of my dad to be able to like go down to the cafeteria and actually get some food that I could eat there. So Loma Linda is is pretty amazing. And yeah, the doctors I, there are pretty remarkable. That's how did you got were you nearby or did you how did you end up right there? So my dad was living in Banning, California, which okay. is kind of it's outside of um, of Loma Linda. So it's kind of it's kind of in between Loma Linda and Palm Springs. Okay, I'm not. I think I even said a La Loma. I don't even know what I said, but lean into how she said. I messed up the city, but I'm glad you gathered that from context clues. <laughs> it takes a village. Uh, well, just to circle back, because I did interrupt your story around the animals. I have three rescue dogs, and I grew up a Colorado meat and potatoes family. Then I had a um, one of my last major work situations was a meat company, and I wasn't even at the plant or anything, and they were like quote unquote humane. The more I learned. I can't do it. And I'm, I like that you said plant curious. I'm, I have not heard that yet. We're here for that. That's funny. Um, it's very 2021, but the more I saw, I, I just, I've pulled back and then you add in the environmental factor and it, it's a lot. So I'm with you and like, I'm open, I'm very big on free choice. So however people want to live, like I'm here for all of it. Uh, and I will say in my own journey, it was a very revealing process of like, the as little of this the more the quicker we can phase things out the better and as i've explored other products i've liked some of these plant-based products better than like the dairy versions or the meat versions i don't love the processed meat stuff i think they add a lot of crap in there and i just kind of would rather avoid it um but like the um almond-based yogurt i use that for sour cream instead of real sour cream and all like the oat milk and blah 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 but what i love about your story has your outlays is here we come like this oxymoron like the turmeric tequila like this rancher girl now she's a vegan, but you had exposure along the way of like friends supporting the cause. You're exposed to it in California. Um, it's kind of serendipitous how like the whole journey pieced itself together. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, it definitely wasn't. I didn't set out to be like, I am going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to start this. Business and here's what it's going to look like at all. It was messy. It was all over the place. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, you know, I, I feel like I always knew why I was doing it. I mean, I, I think, you know, just having that kind of vision for what I want for animals and for our planet and for one another, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like, um, and this is true, before I started Gather Nuts, um, my husband and I have been kind of talking about doing like some offshoot little business. And um, and I had come up with, you know, I wanted it to have something to do with food, of course. And I came up with um, this saying of people, planet, animals. And that was before I even started Gather Nuts. And, and so it's almost like that was implanted somewhere before I even started it. Like it was, it was there. Mm -hmm. And now to be able to use it as, you know, part of my vision and mission and all of that, um, and it's, it's perfect because it's people. So people is, you know, helping people to eat healthy and, and we're all so busy these days, just like having healthy snacks is amazing. Like it's amazing. And I love that they're real food mm -hmm. and there's no weird ingredients in them. It's all made from culinary spices and the process makes it more digestible makes it more nutritious, all of that. So I love that so much, even though it's just snacks. Yeah. Right. I mean, you think it's like, it's just a snack. I feel like it's more than a snack. I mean, I feel like it can, you know, it does fuel you. Like if you can have a handful of nuts in the morning for breakfast and you can be fueled until dinner time sometimes. And Absolutely. I know that's because I eat a lot. 
Yeah. No, that's the truth. Well, when you were starting to go from like, you know, meatless to vegan, did you notice your health improve exponentially? Yeah. I mean, I feel like because I quit eating meat when I was so young and okay. I mean, was my health exponentially great at that point in time? I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so I feel like it was maybe a longer journey for me. And I think that it had gone on for so long. It was probably like more of a slow thing where I just, I didn't recognize like a major change. Um, but one thing, you know, having started a nut business, then I, I'm definitely consuming more nuts than I, than I did before. And, and what I, like I said, what I find is they help keep me full. And there were times when I'm at the kitchen for really not long periods of time. And I'll be like, I'm hungry. I haven't had dinner. I'm just going to have a handful of nuts and it, and it holds me over and it does give you that energy. And one thing in developing, and we'll go back to people, planet animals. I realized like we got a little sidetracked there, um, but <laughs> the queen of but I mean, even in creating the different flavors, um, they all have a nutritional purpose. So, so the different flavors have different qualities and the flavors, like I said, are just made from culinary spices. So it's just, you know, pulling from nature, essentially spices and herbs that then are going to flavor the nuts. I, so I, I think the pairing, even just the fact that you guys do that, and I know you, I think you guys do a really good job of not overwhelming um, the information around it. Cause it's all very intentional and you can get into like brain health and the minutia around, you know, prolonged energy and, you know, association because of the good fats and whatever, but I, I, yeah. you keep it digestible, no pun intended, um, knowledge wise and marketing wise, but can you unpack the process for us a little bit? Because I think when you pay a little bit more for a product, obviously always, you know, shop local or shop small business, but people want to know. And for how much goes into versus like some of these mass manufactured nut situations, you guys go the extra mile, but there's a whole reason to it. And it, you might spend a little more upfront, but I always tell people, then you save on health insurance, you save on your, your body and your brain. I mean, there's, it's always good to spend upfront and know the process. So tell us a little about your process. Yeah. And our product is a little bit on the pricier side and it is because of our process. So it's basically a two day process. So it's a soaking process and I still do everything by hand. And so I have glass bowls that I put the nuts in and, um, and they're, they're soaked with sea salt water. And um, so that, that helps to kind of break up those phytates. And so, so the reason why we do the soaking process is that nuts naturally have these phytates and lectins or, or as well. I feel like that's like a popular one these days is lectins, but, um, but basically they're protective barriers that are natural in nature so so that the protective barriers are protecting those nuts and seeds in nature but if you were to eat those and you also are going to get the phytates and they also have enzyme inhibitors so you have these kind of things in your body combating against one another but if you do the soaking process then you get rid of the phytates you lessen the enzyme inhibitors they become more digestible and therefore you're able to to get more nutrition out of them so that's the reason why we soak them and then um the reason why you and I already discussed why we flavor them the way that we do is just that added, not, not just added flavor, but added nutrition as well. And then we do the slow roasting process and that, um, that keeps the fats from being overheated. So a lot of commercial nuts, as you were talking about, are, you know, made at mass scale and they're roasted on high temperatures and, and they're roasted pretty quickly. So when I first started Gather Nuts, I worked in the kitchen where there was another nut roaster there and, you know, he would have his nuts roasted in like 20 minutes and be done and out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas our roasting process takes anywhere from like 
16 to 20 hours. It oh, takes wow. a long time because plus you're working with a soaked nut. You're working with, you know, a, a water laden nut. So it takes a little bit longer to dehydrate it. So I did in the um, very beginning try a dehydrator, but I couldn't get the texture right. I, because the other thing you might notice is there's a good crunch with mm -hmm. our nuts. And I really wanted to provide that because I feel like you want that satisfying crunch when you're eating a nut. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so that's kind of what, what the whole process does. It's pretty impressive. And I always like to highlight that because people are like, dang, it is more expensive, which I actually being in the business, I don't think it is a little bit higher end, but it's not that expensive. And if you taste how good they are, and even if you're like pairing it with wine or whatever, which I know we're, we're talking healthier, but turmeric and tequila, um, even if you're doing some of those things, you really do eat less and you feel more associated. And if you, if you don't eat, even need to get into all of the details of the health piece, you just know that you are paying for a premium product, but you're also also, also getting premium ingredients, which in turn is like pure fuel for your body and your soul. And it's those little like ads you do like, you know, once a week or twice a week, or, you know, if you're lucky enough once a day, that adds up so much over a long period of time. And you're paying, like, I want to say towards your retirement, you're paying towards your health retirement that if you just do these little things now, it will pay off in the long run. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, you know, the, the ours are a little bit pricier also. Um, right now we have to say they're sourced with organic ingredients, but we just got our um, organic certification for our facility. Oh, so wow. now we're getting products certified organic. And I mean, I've eaten organic for, I mean, years and years and years and years and years. And I really believe it's, it's important for our health and it's important for our planet. So it was a really um, important for me to get our products certified organic. So, so, so any little thing you do like that adds cost to your yeah. product. And so, so, so all the costs that are added to our product that makes our product more expensive are one, my time to do them because they take as long and then the quality of the products that I use. So I also, you know, I use um, almonds, the most beautiful almonds. I, I love them so much. And yes, they are a little bit more expensive, but once I discovered them and they're actually in Northern California out of Chico. So, so okay. they're somewhat, I want to say they're less than five and a half hours away from here. So I realize our nuts get shipped all over the place, but at least production wise, we're keeping them close. And then our other major wholesaler is in Eugene, um, Hummingbird Organics. So, so in, in, in choosing that, it's automatically more expensive. Like I, I could get a lesser quality almond for sure. In fact, in the very beginning, I was using a lesser quality almond until I discovered these and they are so beautiful and so tasty. And like I said, they're more, you know, they're local. My other ones were being shipped from Spain. Oh, oh so when okay. you start when you start doing that, that kind of stuff, when you choose to run your business by your values, when you choose that you want your product to taste as good as it can possibly taste, it's going to increase the overall price point at the end. The, what's cool though is our the consumer has become so much more savvy the upside to social media and the internet is all everything is so much more transparent and our young humans are asking these questions earlier well they can dig into the details of how it was made who made it what their why was what the mission was and they're okay spending that two extra dollars for a quality premium product even if they don't care about health just because of the story because it's woman-owned or it's all locally sourced or it kicks back to a veteran's thing or whatever people understand these details and i think you guys every Wait, we kind of all are right on time to go that extra mile leading with our values 
because that's what you should do. And because the consumer really knows and understands, appreciates and finds a way to be a consumer of an intentional consumer of those kinds of products. Correct. Yeah. And I agree with you a hundred percent. Like the timing of it all couldn't be more perfect. It's kind of auspicious meant to be. That's just how I have to consider this wild, wild journey that I am on. It is, it is a wild journey. I don't know. Yeah. For anybody who started a business out there, they know it is. All things are on time. I always say God, universe, or Madonna, whatever you believe, but like we're, we're in control. We're intentional humans. We're type A, but it's like, you pull back and you're like, I have no control. I don't even know what's going on. Like I show up, I do the best I can. And then I just take faith in whatever. And you, you surrender a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what it takes for sure. Is to to also let go of some of the control Mm -hmm. because I think that that's like you just want to control it all, but just like letting some of that go and letting it unfold on its own. Well, you, and you, I think the, the beauty is the journey and the process and it's not always beautiful. Like when you walk into your studio and it's 105 degrees and your microphone's melting, but you learn as you go on things and you kind of have to wear all the hats and you know, how good have you got at the business side, learning certifications and facilities and sourcing and packaging and like, you got your passion piece, but then you have to bring in all this other stuff to really make this ball of wax move. Yeah. And I have um, an amazing team working for me. I mean, I, I can't even, I again, like, where did they come from? I mean, right. they're so awesome. And I met um, one my kind of key advisor. I actually met him at the Plant-Based Food Expo. So like right off the bat, met him. And he's been with me the whole time. And he's super wise and he's in the industry and he understands things. And he's just been a great guide for me. But then even here locally, um, just through, you know, friends, I was able to find, you know, an amazing marketing person, an amazing e-commerce person. And then from, from those two people, you know, I have another girl who helps me do all the social media and that kind of stuff. So, so I'm not doing it alone. Um, It can feel like it sometimes just in, and certainly during COVID, it could feel like that. Right. I mean, like I'm just in the kitchen by myself, making my nuts. And, um, but I, I have these amazing people behind the scenes who are really, you know, making it happen as well. And, and, and they're just as passionate about it as well. Yeah. To find and surround, I I always say who you surround yourself is everything. And sometimes you don't know how much you're around people that that you don't realize how much they're in your life. Like you're like, oh, I'm not around that much. And then you're like, oh, wait, actually I am. I I see them every day at the gym or at work or whatever. So when you can find a crew in your village that are really quality humans, it's the most important piece of the entire puzzle. Um, It's huge. Are you spiritual, religious energy? Like, are you manifesting? Like, what do do you think you're drawing all this, this good stuff? Yeah, sometimes I think it's my dad, right? Oh, sure. Just like sure. Like making it rain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely more spiritual. Um, and and yeah, I meditate every morning and I do my journaling right after that. And when I don't do that, I I, I feel ungrounded. Yeah. And I feel, you know, flighty and and I definitely, you know, feel I, I feel like I just um I just started getting more into a meditation that is, you know, working to create, you know, so, so meditating, I, I, for so long, I was, you know, meditated just silently, like trying to go just to that science, science, uh, quiet place. Mm-hmm. And now I, you know, have been, I, I love Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you sure. know who he is. <laughs> um, hi, Pam. And, uh, 
<laughs> um, and I've been loving his, um, you know, his meditations are so um, amazing. And I do feel like I'm more in the space right now when it comes to meditation of, of using it for creation in the future. Yeah. yeah. Uh as I did a bunch of core value work and a lot of these conversations happened for me like later in life, but I was always kind of, I, uh, sports were our religion growing up. So we weren't really like a religious family, not, not spiritual. Like we believed in God, but we just, you know, that wasn't part of our, our routine, but I always kind of felt spiritually drawn towards like questioning a better way. And you know, now tumor Gentila is questioning a better way one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. So it was, like you said, it was kind of always in the mix, but I didn't really get it. And I kind of still don't like, we're still just walking the journey. Um, but I think when you reflect and you can see these little patterns along the way, you get pulled in. And it's been cool to see as I become an adult, major air quotes here, uh, how that fits in. And like the morning routine makes a big difference. And just like it sounds like you understood, you know, people, plants, uh, animals, it all fits together. It's just like that, I think, with spirituality or whatever you do and your business. Like it's all got to work together to really be in your full uh creative space if you're creative which i think we all are but really if you're you're out there being as purposeful as you can for this world yeah one thing i've also learned just recently i would say even this year is i mean it sounds kind of corny but having a positive mindset absolutely is really important and i i never realized that until this year and just in practicing that positive mindset and kind of you know because starting a business like i said it is so incredibly hard it can be so incredibly lonely i mean there are definitely days where i'm at the kitchen crying like what am i doing this is terrible like it's so hard you miss out on things you know that your friends are doing because you don't you can't do it and um, and so, so there, there, it's so easy for that energy to be brought down. And so finding like a way to bring that energy back up and have that positive mindset. And I mean, I, you know, some people probably have things that they say to themselves or, you know, I try to like move around a little bit, you know, run around the kitchen or something <laughs> like get my energy back up and, and have, you know, whatever, whatever's going on, have something in my own brain where I can bring my energy back and bring it back to something positive no matter how hard it is. And I feel like that has been kind of a game changer for me this year, because like I said, I, there are times where you're just beaten down and tired too, yeah. but you gotta get it done. 100%. Well, people, you know, they say anything worthwhile is is going to be hard. Like any large goal you set, it's going to be hard. And I think as you do get older, you can stay in the corporate job or you can stay whatever your comfort zone is because you can, you know, have your retirement and you can make just enough and be happy enough and just do enough. And I think that works for a lot of people. But if you're listening to this and you're kind of sitting in it and you're like, I don't even know how to take a leap or I don't know how to do this or, you know, this whole entrepreneur thing sounds pretty brutal. It is. And it's so worth it. Like every piece of it, every tear I've cried, every melted, every, every piece of disaster. When you get to any little finish line, you see your stuff in print, you see someone enjoying your nuts or whatever, like those little moments, you're like, holy shit, this matters. And every piece of drama was completely worth all of it. Yeah. And I also had, and this has been pretty recent as well. Um, I talked to my husband about it, this moment of, you know, like the, the, you know, we both come from just normal middle-class backgrounds 
had everything we ever needed, never, you know, really had to want for anything. And, and, and just how, you know, even, you know, through starting Gather Nuts, just kind of recognizing how, like, you can just stay here and it's totally yep. fine. And I lived most of my life here and it was totally fine. And I've had great friendships, great relationships, a great life. I've gotten to travel, all that good stuff. But, but there is, I, I started to understand that there is this kind of like level that's established from, you know your own how you grew up there's this level mm -hmm. and and when i say like you have to have a positive mindset it's it's that you're you're kind of like having to level up you're kind of trying to kind of break out of that that very comfortable mindset maybe that's what it is it's like the comfort zone right and you got to level it up and step out of that comfort zone in order to do you know something like this i mean you know we're in like year three but there's still no certainty that gather nuts is actually going to you know take off and become a multi-million dollar company so it's like you got to have your brain in it like i ha i have to believe that right right i have to that's what it's going to become and that's what i'm working towards and and that's not for me so that i can make money it's so that i can share my product with as many people as possible and you know our mission vision and values and you know hopefully like my my ultimate goal is to end factory farming yes. i love <laughs> so it that's you know, but it takes, yeah, it takes like being steady and like stepping up a little bit more than than what was comfortable in in what's been my norm most of my life. That's so well said. And that's, that it's so hard, but I really think it's that first step. And I'm kind of in this process of, of we're doing podcast times where I'm leaning heavy into the fashion space, which is not, I mean, I've done like sports apparel and athletics, but not where I want to go. So it's, we're just, you know, chasing the wind here, but we're going to do it. Sometimes you just don't need to know the how or how it's all going to work out. Take the first step, go step by step and just embrace the process. And I'm literally saying this so I can hear it out of my own mouth. And I believe it because it's even when you get good at entrepreneurship and you've been in it for three years and you've had successes, it's still hard to wake up and believe it every day. You believe it and it's there. But it, for me, at least it's a constant practice of like, no, you you love this. Get up. This is going to work. It's going to do it like you're, you're on path. Let's go. You're in alignment blah, 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 and whatever my talk is. But I, as you said, the mindset, I, I can't agree with you more. It's so critical. Yeah. And then I also, um, you know, there's also the beauty of the present moment too. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like that, that can get lost in everything as well. And sometimes all it is when like your mind is like, ah, should I be going to the fashion stuff or whatever, yeah. that it's just like, sometimes if you just bring it back to the present moment and know that everything's okay in the present moment, it, it gives you more space to, to be like, no, I can do that. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys have um like three-year goals or five-year goals or like what's in, what's like the next thing you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, we we're definitely working towards that. So so we're getting pretty close to doing a round of funding. Okay. Which we'll talk about like entering into the unknown. It's a jungle. Let's say yeah. like unknown yeah but we're we're pretty much you know we, we've got a lot of the stuff ironed out to to do that and um yeah i mean we we're wanting to you know we're pretty we do really well in bend um i mean i would almost go as far to say we're like a local's favorite and um you know the most fun thing is we're doing the farmer's market this year and i mean people freak out over the nuts 
And it, it's so humbling and wonderful. And we are going to try and do a video of me trying to talk to people at the farmer's market about the nuts because they'll come up and they'll be like, oh, what are these? And, you know, we'll tell them a little bit about gather nuts and, and they'll, they'll, you know, be like, oh, I think I want to taste this one. And we're using tasting spoons right now, but, you know, I think I want to taste this one. And I go into my whole spiel of like, oh, just so you know, they're soaked and slow roasted. We use organic ingredients and the slow roasting process, you get made Maybe to that point and people are like oh my god this is so good why is this so good oh my you know if their husband's there or their friends are oh my taste this this is so good and i'm like yeah and they're also they're super healthy and we use culinaries they just talk over me like they could just like care less about the health at that point which is just it, it's it's such a like lovely feeling that they are just so loved like that i um, believe it i completely but, believe it yeah, so 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 we um, we are certainly going to you know that is definitely our goal is to get funding and then to we want to expand to the Pacific Northwest markets you know certainly Portland being the first one um, because we've really just like I said stayed pretty close here I mean we do a lot of e-commerce and definitely during COVID that was our you know number one thing that we did was e-commerce and um, and you know for better or for worse COVID was something that helped our business grow and and good. broadened our reach so it's good yeah yeah, that there's some outcomes that are positive from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but we're ready to just like break out into the Pacific Northwest and we'll probably up our e-commerce as well and really get on more marketing and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the next things coming up for us that will be endless, right? Of course. And well, in the market, I mean, I do my um, consulting company, KO Alliance is all things marketing and branding. And I cannot tell you how much it's evolved even year to year and how we approach things. And something that we're good at is evolving because I started with nothing and no budget. So you get really good at innovation when you have nothing from the get-go, but that skill set serves me moving on. So I think that's great that you guys can stay on the trendsetting tip. And this is what I love about small companies is your, your hands and everything, which is really hard. But on the flip side, you can maneuver and evolve and, you know, change really fast versus, you know, like a Reebok or these guys where it's got to go 50 steps through 50 departments. And five years later, you made one innovation. Um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. And I think the farmer's market, like anytime you're around humans, like, thank God we're back in the mix of um, normal. Uh, so oh. you can have that interaction and see that's such incredible feedback and it's you don't even need to give them all the science like wait till they see it all all you gotta do is like just try it oh yeah it's amazing there you go i'll do less <laughs> yeah yeah it's super fun to to meet our customers and to yeah. to see their response i mean that that piece of it is so rewarding and then for me back at them like being able to provide them a healthy snack feels Absolutely. really good you're just kind of like yeah. mother nature out here being like don't even worry about it i packed it all in there just go eat it you're good to go <laughs> Yeah, I never mind. I'm going to start calling. That's what I like that. That could be a backup name. I got you. I'll, I'll invoice you accordingly. Don't worry. Um, okay. Perfect. No, I, I tease. I will tell me on that front, how did you come up with the name Gather Nuts? Like, give me the, the details there. Oh, this is another like random, another random thing. So when I lived back in Colorado, I had a couple of girlfriends were, who were thinking about opening a yoga studio and then having yoga clothes and selling clothes. And then I wanted to open up a juice bar. And so, I mean, I, I don't even know what year it was, but years and years ago, it was a long time ago. And, um, and so I came, up for, I came up with Gather for a juice bar. And so gather had just been in my head for so long, all this time. Like I just love the word gather and I always wanted to use the word gather. 
And then when I started gathering nuts, it was kind of like, well, that makes sense. Gather nuts is like so perfect. And what some people don't know, here's a little behind the scenes. Our trademark at one point got, um, and we don't have our trademark solidified yet, but, but our first attempt at a trademark, um, we got denied Gather Nuts. And that okay. trademark attorney um, told me that I should not use that name. I should not use Gather, you know, something to do with Godiva. We'll just say, I, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and so there was, I want to say, I don't know, about six months where we thought we had to change our name. And so we were constantly trying to come up with names for Gather Nuts. And this was just like last year constantly trying to come up with them my whole team and, and my whole team my my team's family members like everybody were trying to come up with a new name and um and i ended up uh kind of a friend of a friend telling me that about another trademark attorney who dove into it and he was like that's not really what was going on and you can still use gathered nuts and yeah and so but we we were very close to not being able to use gather nuts and you can imagine like when we were able to we were all just like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really valuable until I just did my whole trademarking situation with turmeric and tequila. That wasn't hard, but graceful disruption. One company owns the term uh, disruption. And I'm like, is this real life? Like, come on. So if that was a whole thing, I wouldn't even unpack that. We, we've got it figured out. We're good, but we had to do some relabeling. But if you're out there, trademarking is deeply, deeply important. And what you just said around getting one opinion, get a second. If you don't like the price, you have a weird vibe. It's just like nutrition or going to doctors. They know a lot, but they don't know everything. And you just got to like gather some intel and no pun intended and do some of your own work because this could take away the dream. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost did. And that's yeah. just like another like auspicious thing, right? That, yes. that it's you know, some other guy, I knew it's a trademark attorney. Hey, you should talk to this trademark attorney. And, and yeah. And then it all you know, worked out fine. We're still working on getting our trademark, but it's a process. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's expensive. So and, but you gotta right. have, you gotta have your business, right? It's really important, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that will be one uh, piece of advice for anybody out there who is wanting to start a business is really lay your foundation in mm -hmm. the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we didn't do that. Um, I didn't do that, I should say, because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And I, I have always been like, I'm a hard worker. And so it's like, oh, I got to do this. Okay, I'll do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And so I'm just, I have that hard worker ethics, but I don't have, it's hard for me to like slow down, take a step back and lay the groundwork. And so we are having to do some of that stuff now which is fine. Yeah. Um, but it would have been much better if, if you actually like really, you know, put the groundwork in, I put a lot of groundwork into developing the product and getting the product out to market. So that's like what I put into it, but there's so many other yeah. things that go into, I had no idea yeah. that, that goes into a business. When you can only be a professional, like if you're a doctor and you specialize in oncology, you don't necessarily know about nutrition. And even though you think that might go together, it doesn't it, like you can only be so good. And I actually think you did it right. Cause the product is everything, all, everything else around it is details and they're deeply important details. But if you don't start with the right thing, it's all messed up. And I've seen so many venture capitalists or companies that are disconnected from the heart space that are just doing it because of margin or investment or whatever. And it all looks great. Spent like tons of money on a gym, whatever, but they didn't have the right people that bled it. They didn't have the right, like they, they missed the 
mark on the the real why and in consumer packaged goods, it's the product. So if you have to figure out everything else, I think you had it the right way. Cause again, everything else you can navigate, even if you're an intentional business human and you read books, you have coaches, there's still stuff you miss because you just can't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so funny. <laughs> I always say yeah. if you bleed it, they will come. Like if you build it, they will come. Because I I really think if your heart's in it and this is what you do, everything else will find a way. And I will say that no matter what happens when things like come crumbling down, I always know I have a really good product. So I always know I have my product to lean on. There you always. go. And so and I so I think that, that is the most beneficial thing to have. That's huge. Do you know how many like few companies can say that or individuals mm-hmm. or, I mean, uh, that is not a lot of businesses. So, I mean, they're just so wrapped up and the process spins and it works and it sells until now, until 2021, when all this graceful disruption is happening and small companies have a window, social media, streamlined marketing, like there's all this opportunity right in front of us. Yeah, there really is. Are, are you excited for what's next? Like, it sounds like you guys can go a couple different directions and um, I'm guessing some good things are coming in. Is it a little overwhelming? Or are you like pumped for to, to take the next leap? Um, I'm pumped to take the next leap for sure. <laughs> and I, you know, kind of going back to what we we're just talking about as far as laying groundwork. So I'm having to do some of that stuff now. And some of that laying that groundwork is actually really fun. You know, you were talking about, or I was talking about meditating and writing afterwards. Like a lot of the writing that I'm doing after I do my meditation is all around gather nuts. It's like really trying to dig in on our mission, vision, values. You know, what do we really stand for? How do we language it in a way that people will resonate with it? I mean, that's probably be the hardest thing, right? It's so important that they resonate with it, but languaging it in a way that they can resonate with it is super important. And, and it takes day after day after day after day of sitting in my meditation chair after I get done and, and writing those sorts of things. And there's just, yeah, there's so much, it's, it seems like it will always be, um, never ending, you know, but in a good way. Right. And, and yeah, definitely excited for, for getting those sidebars on, on our business. That's what they are. Those sidebars, those things like we have a great, great product, but then like we need these sidebars to like carry us along, right. To take us down the track. Yeah. What's all about to that, like the passion in the business. And I I think it's really critical. If you can find passion in like the laying the foundation, that's hard. That's amazing. So your mindset's on point because it's not all easy. There is, is, when you see things come through, at least from my perspective, it's it's fun when you see stuff start to work, but sometimes in the mix of it, I'm not like a details person like that. Like I want to be the creative that's just, we don't know, we'll figure it out, but that doesn't always work either. Uh, We've learned that the hard way, (laughs) but um. I think being intentional about it is is really critical. And I think stuff even like this, where again, intentional in your marketing, but now people can hear you, your story, the way you talk. I think that is such a magical thing in this day and age where they can be like, oh my God, I love this human. Like I don't even really eat nuts, but I'm gonna try them now because Shanna seems cool and she's funny and she's and I she doesn't she didn't eat animals early on, neither did I. Like you don't know where it's gonna connect on the human side. And in this day and age, I think highlighting that human side is actually selling the product, which we've never been in that space before. Yeah, it's so great. It's such yeah. a huge opportunity. It's yeah. such a huge opportunity these days. Yeah, and definitely to be able to sit down and yeah, do a live podcast like this. 
is so go. great. I guess it's not live, live, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we'll get there. I've actually wanted to do a clubhouse is kind of that thing now, but you, they don't do video. There's, I mean, this whole, I mean, podcast, it's all still evolving. It's been around for a minute, but not really. And so it's all changing, but I'm just excited that like, it's imperfect. Barriers are being broken down. We can actually talk about the human behind the stuff. Having worked in this situation, I'm like, we got to clear some smoke and mirrors and like get to like real influencers, people that are really like my varsity humans that are really doing stuff the hard way because it's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're doing it with your podcast. We're out here. I mean, <laughs> like you, we are still, we're, we're evolving that we're figuring it out. We're going like, I bleed it. So I know they'll come at some point. Uh, but the process is so imperfect, but that's okay. Like we're just, we're in it. <laughs> How long have you been doing podcasting? I am coming up on two years or just past two years, but I started it and then I paused for like six months. Thank God. Cause I was like, Oh, this is hard. We don't know what we're doing. And we're still, I embrace that a little bit because that's also kind of my personality, but I just, I've like pulled back and then jumped back in. But if you listen to our first cast to right now, it's, it's night and day. And it, it's still, like you said, it's, I'm still learning everything. I'm evolving the audio, like the angles around it. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't, I can show up and talk and, and care and be passionate, but I don't know how to do a freaking microphone or do all like the lighting and the, like, there's so many pieces that I'm learning. So it, it's good. But two years, I, I'm very much in this infantile space. I'm confident. In it. I know it's, it's going to change, but um, probably like you guys, like it's, I believe in the product, but we're, we have, we have some ways to go. And what, um, like, what was your passion? What, what did, you, what brought you to do it? To want well, to do podcasts? So coming from the marketing and branding space, particularly around influencers, I was like, as we pulled back the smoke and mirrors, I'm like, this is these businesses, like, it's not even, it's all bad, but I'm like, this is garbage. I know so many good humans in my life through CrossFit or my friends or, you know, just thank the universe. I'd happen to have like these really incredible people around me. And I'm like, no one's listening to these incredible stories that are right here. And I, here I am promoting some, what I call like JV humans or businesses where it's like, this isn't really that great, but I'm here promoting the cause. I'm like, I feel a moral responsibility to start highlighting varsity humans, you know, questioning a better way. They maybe they don't want to be influencers. Maybe they don't want to be millionaires, but their story I wholeheartedly believe can influence and inspire our young people to question a better way way earlier and do things different and quit supporting these causes that aren't really driving positivity or driving the world towards a better place as cliche as that all sounds I love that you talk about um kind of focusing on the younger generation mm -hmm. and making sure you know we're laying out a good path for them I feel like that's really important it's huge sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I look at everybody our age and I'm like, yeah, we're intentional. We're good. But like, we need our like 10 year olds in the mix running the show. And I see how good they are at technology and stuff and what they're consuming off Instagram. Like, sweet God, we got to, <laughs> we got to be out there. Oh my God. The girl who works with me is 22 and okay. it's pretty hilarious. I mean, and she is sharp. But I mean, it's hilarious sometimes where she's like, I'm just going to push that button for you. I'm just going to, you know, basically just might as well take my phone out of my hand and just because I'm always like, hmm, how do I do this? Like, and also my husband, thank goodness, is uh, he is an architect, but he's worked in construction management a long time. So he knows Excel spreadsheets. Oh, nice. Mm -mm. Okay. I hate Excel. Perfect. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Me, I, I, I'm just like, it. Excel didn't exist when I was in high school. Well, I, I don't know I, how to use it. I, I, I do a little bit and I should, I have no good excuse and I need to change my attitude around it, but it's, it's so not my personality. Like I'm here for organization, but to sit there and do a spreadsheet is like mental jail to me. Like, why, why am I doing this? hundred percent for me. Oh my gosh. I'm like so grateful for Glenn that, that he can kind of take some of that stuff on. And then he's like, well, you're going to have to keep it updated. I'm like, 
yeah okay yeah. we'll talk about this next time <laughs> um well speaking of our kids i do like that you talk about um the use, I don't want to say the uses of the nuts, but the different, like you can, you know, give them to our kiddos or pack them. I, I literally do keep them in my gym bag because I don't have a lot of time in between things sometimes. And it, it fuel, protein, fiber, associate you, all the good things. Um, give us a little, you, and you have this on the site for anyone that's listening. Give us some little pro tips around like for kiddos, for athletes, how we can incorporate this into our world. Um, so I will say for kiddos, cheesy almonds, they love them so much. They're made with nutritional yeast. That's one of their favorites. And maple cinnamon Brazil nuts are another kiddo favorite. I think it's just the maple cinnamon. There's a little bit of, um, a, a little bit of ginger in them. And those are two kiddo favorites for sure. Um, and then let's see, um, and then more so for athletes, like almonds are really energizing. So, so I like, I like almonds for, for athletes and just trying, you know, getting out there for long rides. Um, we have also a worthy nut and that, so worthy is a brewery here in Bend oh, yeah. called yeah. Worthy Brewery. Have you had, did, did you get to taste those? Yeah, the worthy I nuts? It's, I, well, I ordered the sampler pack and I literally ate through them. And then I was like, oh, I, and I put them back in my shelf and then it's, if I, I'm very out of sight, out of mind. So then thankfully I had some left because I saved the box. Cause I'm like, I knew I actually, for some reason, I'm not kidding. Before I even talked to this, I'm like, I feel like we're going to come on the like, I'm just going to save this just in case. And it sat on top of my dryer. I'm not kidding you since December. And I just happen to have some of the nuts left. But anyways, yeah, I've tried the worthy nuts. They're amazing. They pair amazing with beer. Yeah. And that was definitely the intention with them. And, but there are definitely kids, even though they're kind of spicy who like the worthy nuts. So, um, yeah. And, and I do think, um, you know, I, we have one brand ambassador who's a runner and she just like loves going on a run and then having worthy nuts. Cause they're just kind of, they have a little bit of everything, right? The sweet and the salty and the spicy. Um, so that's a really good one for athletes as well. Turmeric hurt. Let's talk about turmeric. Let's do it. How do I not bring up turmeric? Yeah, it was the very first one I made. So when my girlfriends were coming to visit, they weren't, that was the only flavor I did, but I was still roasting raw almonds and cashews. Like I just wasn't flavoring them. The only one I flavored was um, the cashew with the the turmeric. So when I started out, I called it um, just a red curry cashew. So, and it was just made with red curry. But then as I kind of went along my nutrition journey, I realized like, oh, I can add a little bit more turmeric and then I could add some black pepper and that's gonna help the body absorb the curcumin that's the active ingredient in turmeric that everybody wants so badly. Yes. And, and that's what really brought that together. I mean, that's why they taste so good is they have that extra dose of the turmeric and they have the black pepper and it gives them a little bit of, of spice. And That's amazing. <laughs> Truth. Well, to, I mean, I always, so athlete, I was always kind of like the athlete, but then I loved social and party. And I like, so turmeric and tequila, I've been saying that forever. And it was just truly who I am, even as a branding freshman, it wasn't like that intentional, but it was like this juxtaposition of being all things. Cause that's, that's me. Yeah. Um, and then turmeric started to become all the rage in the consumer package. Good world. And I'm like, what the hell am I like, we're going to lean into it anyways, but I'm like, this started to take off. So that's amazing. And I love that you are a certified nutrition consultant, like professional. Cause I'm always barking out too much, but like, do you have a, a degree or whatever? I'm like, no, I'm just a long lifelong athlete drinking tequila and then I need an anti-inflammatory. So uh, give us a little bit of the benefits of turmeric, just so we have a professional that's certified telling us why it's so great. The biggest piece of it is that it's anti-inflammatory. Um, and certainly because you have um, the base of it being a cashew, 
um, you're going to get, you know, protein, you're going to, um, you're going to, you're going to get protein and you're going to get um, immune boosting qualities and all that kind of stuff, just simply from that piece of it, of just the, the nut itself. But I would say, yeah, the, the primary thing is, is, is just, um, it's just, uh, anti-inflammatory. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much tequila for you. Yeah, no, or not enough. We should be yeah, sipping like tequila. It's my brain on menopause. It's my brain on menopause. That's I just it. always blame the tequila or whatever. I think we need to talk. That should be a whole other podcast because women don't talk about menopause enough and what's going on there. I so, I well, I you can have me on again. I'll talk about menopause. Okay, you I, maybe we really will because that's come up. I always try and like keep my hand on what like people either are hearing a ton of or not hearing enough of, and like that's come up a couple times. And I'm like, why is that that big of a deal? Like, or that it's that like stigma. So we'll unpack that potentially in another conversation. Yeah. I think that's a big one. And it actually has been something that I've been thinking about of like really diving into some of the nutrition related around nuts that are going to be the most helpful for women going through menopause. Because literally those moments happen like, oh, menopause moment. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and super fun when that happens. Well, I think universe is speaking because I see, again, this is big farmers, another conversation that's big on my heart because it's such big business and people don't really know what questions to ask and I'm in the business. I still don't know, like I, if anything nutrition, I think if you can present a better way to um, yeah. it's fueling obviously, but how, like how you can control some of these things without medications or like putting all this other crap yeah. into your body. I'm, I'm here for it. So here's my nod to you. If you need an outlet to talk about that, you call me and I, we'll, we'll unpack it here. Yeah. That would be awesome to do. I'd love to. And like I said, I feel like you know, I obviously manage it on my own and and have done the research on it. But I mean, I feel like I want to dive into it, you know, way more and and offer way more as far as like, you know, not just what how nuts can support that, but but the different foods yeah. that can support it as well. Because it's all gonna happen to all of us girls. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Truth. And it's I, it's part I, of it. I, I, yeah, I do remember making fun of my girlfriends um, when they were pregnant, and I'd be like, mm, "The baby just let sucked your brain out of your head, didn't it?" And that, now I'm like, hmm, "I have a baby to blame it on." <laughs> it all circles. It all circles around. So. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, well, I love it so much. I love that you've just connected, you know, the passion piece with the fueling piece now with, you know, positive world, uh, inspiration and how it all kind of fits together. It definitely seems like you're in alignment and in 2021, these are the humans we need. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Shanna, where do we find you? Hit us with, I'll, I'll post all your information, but give me website details, anything you want to share with anyone. Um, so our website is gathernuts.com, Facebook, gathernuts.com, and then Instagram is gather.nuts, dot, gather not, dot, not dot nuts. I'm having I'll another, another, another no, yeah, I? I actually <laughs> like when people don't know it. Cause then, you know, they don't sit on their Instagram all day. I, I do that with like quote unquote influencers all the time. And like, I don't know what I'm like, Oh, that makes me happy. Cause you're not sitting there on your Instagram 24 seven, looking at your own name. So I think that's an okay thing. No, it is gather.nuts, just so you know. Yeah, okay. no, that was <laughs> so That one's like different than the other ones, so. I gotcha, yeah, I gotcha. Well, I love what you guys are doing. Please check out, uh, I, I want people to check out your backstory, everything that you haven't really eloquently put on um, your website, but your YouTube channel, the, the little bits there, the videos I think are really revealing of you as a human in such a positive light. I think uh, consumers up now will really appreciate all those pieces that you're doing and, and in turn will help people support the cause 100%. Yeah. Thank you. And we are starting to do more with Instagram and videos and that kind of stuff. So definitely keep an eye out on yes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. My un, my unsolicited branding advice is just like highlight all that you're doing because you don't need to create or anything. You just got to reveal what's already there and you're golden. I like it. I like it. Um, and I do, I always forget this, but I, uh, my thrill or my chill and my thrill is obviously turmeric and tequila. What is your, or your chill and then your thrill? Oh gosh. I mean, this is like the least deep question of all the things we talked about, but I love <laughs> my, my chill probably would be meditation. That's, okay. that's probably kind of meditation and then anything water related. I mean, I don't know why I don't live on a beach. Yeah. How, how did I live in Colorado for so long? We got lakes and, and stuff. I know. I and know. that shit but in the water world. Water is definitely my chill. And what's the second question? Uh, well, you're thrilling it. Your your thrill, and then your chill. Ooh, my thrill! Wow, why are these hard questions? I don't know. I like it though. I mean, food is definitely my thrill. I mean, I okay. I I love food. I mean, that is definitely my thrill and my passion. Um, you know, I I would say back in the day it was mountain biking. Okay. When I lived in. Colorado. Yeah, I, I definitely loved mountain biking for a long time. But yeah, n- yeah, I'd rather chill on the beach and eat some nuts. That's my go. chill and thrill right there. There you go. I we'll have to plan that. I'll bring some tequila and um some extra turmeric in case we're inflamed and obviously the turmeric cashews. But I really appreciate your time and energy. I love what you guys are doing. I, I can't wait to see how this grows. If, they, if you've gotten this far in three years, I think it's going to be a whole different conversation in six years or three years from now, six years total. So um, we'll keep in touch. And uh, please, if you're in Colorado, if I haven't be, to be in Bend, please let me know. And cool. me, you and Kim will cool. you'll have some fun. I will just run up to you and hug the daylights out of you. I love it. Keep me posted. And I'm not kidding. I'm going to reach out regarding this menopause conversation because I think it's really a worthy highlight. Oh, I would really love to do it. And, and even if we, you know, brought another person with us to do it as well, just to have like, you know, a trifecta of women talking about it, I would, I would totally down for it. I think it would be great. It needs okay. to happen. Yeah. I would love like a medical professional or something. Um, just cause I think we do know a lot, like me talking about turmeric, like I really have run laps around it, but I still lack the certification and me, uh, responsibly, you know, giving nutritional advice. So I think some sort of that background, but I have full faith that like you actually know the full details of it. <laughs> yes. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah, it out. That would be fun. Um, this has been great. Thank you so much. Yes. I can't wait to talk to you. Yes, in person around turmeric and tequila. I love it. I'll let you know when we have it out. We'll have it out soon, but please do keep in touch. And I really appreciate the time and energy. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks, Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.